<laughs> that's a that's I'm a whole different can of worms. Take on it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. Just let her stay there. Well, uh <clears throat> I want to hear about but, this 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 fall because this is the first I've heard of it. You can just cut the first. Oh, it's on your sunglasses, Dad. That's why it's not fitting on your. Yeah, but that's how come it won't fit. That's what it is. Here. Yeah, it works better now. Yeah, bam. Never gets old watching you deal <laughs> with technology. I am unashamed. What about you? So, I, I mean, Missy... My daughter, I guess all Jeff's crew, because they were over here, and then Kay, and who else? And my two gran- oldest granddaughters. And your two oldest Carly granddaughters. Bennett. They all went to Austin. <laughs> see be- Jeff. Because, well, the you well, know, they Jeff. were going to camp, and right. then one counselor had the coronavirus, so they camp ended to- before it ever started. Yeah. The day they found out the day before camp was going to yeah. start, the, the night one, one of the counselors had the coronavirus, which I'm glad they tested. Well, I mean, that true. was smart. That's well, look, they, they tested me. Uh, you know, the night before. You know what they should have done? It just what? said, "Well, you, 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 you're out. Get, we get somebody to fill her spot and just proceed." Yeah. I mean, look, they well. just got in the street about a million of them, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm with you. It's hard. They were doing worse than spitting. I'm on with each you. Other. It's hard to go really, with this just, stuff now. You just don't do real well in a politically correct environment. And I kind of. I'm like just it. saying. If, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I, 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 you know, I if think running together in packs and hollering and spewing everything <laughs> filth coming out of your mouth from every direction, all the people wrestling, fighting, jumping. I said, yeah. if that doesn't sp- up spike, oh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not a distance. problem. Uh, no, yeah. I actually think it did spike. It, it, but, it has. But look, the uh, night before, Missy and I, they invited us out there to rally the troops, the counselors. So we we spoke. But I guess the more I thought about it, because then when I heard one of them had the coronavirus, I thought. What did I do? You know, was I interacting? <laughs> no, number one, I was outside because we did it at the campfire. That's smart. Uh, and then you they know, maybe should have had it. They have to wear like a shirt with a C on it or something. So. But, well, here's what's funny. You know, you're talking about how people are, you know, over health concerns or just crazy. Well, I walked in and, I, and there was a young girl and she was like, I, you know, she was pointing pointing at me with a, some kind of instrument. <laughs> And I was I didn't know her. So I'm she said So you're dodging. Can, can you hold still? I said, Who are you? She said, I need to take your temperature. I said, Well, that would have been a the thing to say lead before you that. started. Yeah. Lead with that. Because it was just a she college. was just gonna take your she temperature. Just started pointing. Well, you know, I the uh, fighter somebody, in me somebody do that to me accidentally, I'd be reaching from a, on the right hand. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't figure it out. So look, here, here's I'm what now camp shooting over over. So she's like, well, this yeah. this can't be right. And I said, because this thing's got a handle on it, kind of a barrel looking thing on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, a little. That's, that's that's and she was like putting it toward my head. In today's know? society, it it, it was. And uh, <laughs> she said, "Well, this can't be right." And it was like ninety seven point one. And I was like, "No, that's right." I said, "I'm just at a lower." <laughs> Chase just a, runs a little cooler than that's ever. what I said. I've cooled down through the years. <laughs> no, I, I've always been a bit cool. I said that's you hadn't noticed that about my personality. And she was like, "Well, I don't know you." I said, 
Well, you were acting like you knew me when you were flashing this this weapon. Well, the epidemiologists or whatever you call them, uh, the guy we converted from Montana, Eric Burrs, he said the the maximum perfect <laughs> Burrs temperature. Is an he said the temperature you want that takes care of ninety five percent of all microbes. He said, you know what it is? The temperature? I said, 98.6. He said, 98.6. <laughs> he said, that's the optimum temperature. Well, that's what to we keep, are. To keep, that's why when you get a serious microbe, according to him, I'm, I just, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV or nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's why when your body has a fever, the reason it's raising your temperature is because it's trying, it to, it's trying to kill that virus. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the guys where who had malaria, they, they gave them something else, and their temperature went up, and that's the way they were treating it. So where did that happen in this seaweed originated what department universe? It's a great question. <laughs> the body yeah. temperature. Salt water decided, I don't know what department in it, but some department of salt water said, you know, to keep these human beings from being— uh, Let's settle uh, at 98.6. Yeah, you know, infected with all these microbes. What we need to do, what do you think of the temperature— well, salt water said to some more salt water, let's get them at a 98.6, which is the optimum temperature. Because I would, I would imagine, and again, I'm no doctor either, that if you ran higher regularly, you dehydrate, your body could, you know, it's got to be the, it's just like the universe, the optimum balance is. And let's perfect. create them, salt yeah. water said, to where they all will become sinners and they'll all <laughs> together get on other sinners and they're looking for perfect justice. They're fallible. They're sinful. They know it, and but they demand that of everyone else around them. During none the of them, none of them are infallible. But they're they well. They're, that was the, they'll chew you out if you, if you if you if you are infallible. That was the woke. That was the university in Saltwater. That was the University of Saltwater that came. Yeah, you know, it's that. weird. I saw yesterday. There's like 200 companies that claim you know they have the cure or you know they're in the process. Yeah. They're 200. So they're drugs. just like competing for it now. Y- y'all keep saying I'm not a doctor. The you winner, <laughs> the winner, cha-ching, oh, cha-ching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you knew that. That's what I say. If you had if that you, stock. If you knew that. A man I mean, in that stock market, what you're in, you need to look down there and say, which one has which pulled it off? There's know? too many of them. How would, you, how would you figure out? They made it that way. Plus, you know, somebody told me that America's the only place that lets <laughs> drug companies advertise you know, I, did you know that in, in the rest of the world they don't allow them really to yeah i thought that was interesting that's where most of our ad money comes from well it may it, you know they're so have you watched one lately they're like the have most I ridiculous watched one lately every every 30 <laughs> seconds that well they're well, going new, news for three minutes and then you got five minutes of take this and i mean no. your fat's gone take oh. this your misery's gone take this you can jump higher but, go further but, take this and you got stamina of a bull i mean it's just one after the other but then when you get to the end it says it may cause you know every bodily organ to explode without notice. <laughs> oh, well, you you may die. That part um, goes real fast though. It's like, of course, I'm 74 and I'm looking at Bumble there pumping some kind of picking up tree logs and saying this right here will make you where you are a bull. Um, well, you they know. got remember the big hurt. He's got his. He said, "Oh, he's oh." oh. oh you remember the time? Look, you and and my wife are real big Seinfeld fans, but mm. you you brought that that and I y'all kept saying. Right. I think to your point, I think that's why they don't let them 
advertised, Kelsey. Oh, well, maybe so. Because all all the lawsuits and all. But I remember we went to uh, Shreveport one time. Yeah. And so I I never was a – I mean, I watched Seinfeld because my wife loved it. Yeah, Missy and I are Seinfeld aficionados. And I thought it was funny, but when we went, it was one of the few moments where my expectations were low. Because, number one, I thought he was going to be dirty, and he wasn't. No. And uh, number two, I just thought – you know, I've seen everything he's got on TV. This is not going to be funny. Oh, we it's I I laugh so hard. But oh, one we thing, crying. one thing he said, and I don't know if you remember this. He's like back then. I think it was like the boom of all these uh, Viagra and all those types of commercials, you know. And he's like, you know, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but and he was referring to this commercial. You know these. We, we've met enough production people to figure out how they come up with these crazy ideas. But, you know, they don't really say anything about that. They just they have a man and a woman up on a mountain in two separate <laughs> bathtubs, you know. And it's like, has the commercial, it's like, you know, live again or whatever. And he's like, Seinfeld said, you know, I'm not a doctor, but maybe his problem had something to do with getting those two tubs up that mountain. <laughs> he said, you, get, you haul two tubs up a mountain, you're going to have a myriad of health issues. I will just finish your little discussion up with the advertising of pharmaceuticals by saying simply at 74 – you finally get to an age where you say, I don't care. I forget <laughs> well, it. I don't care. Well, forget it. Look, years later, I heard Larry, the cable guy, doing the same bit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I got an idea. Why don't y'all both get in the same bathtub? Yeah. <laughs> don't- have- so, so, yeah. the other, so Perky is another uh, guy that helps with our worship, is another Seinfeld aficionado. He listened to the podcast. So, the other day when I was showing my mask on here, I said, I, I choose my mask by my mood. And so Perky, while that's going on, when he's listening to it, he sends me a picture of Costanza and, and Jerry. And it's an episode. It was, it was episode, well, here's what's real. It was episode 99 of Seinfeld. And it was episode 99 when I brought up the mask. What are the that's odds weird. of that? That's weird. And it was about a mask? It was about, no, it was George saying, he came in with this weird looking outfit on and Jerry asked him about it. And he said, well, I choose my outfits by my mood every morning. And so Seinfeld says, well, what is this? He said, morning mist. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hate show. And I, was, I mean, he said, I just couldn't believe you didn't do that. I said, uh, Perky, I hadn't watched Seinfeld in a while. I, was, I didn't quite have it that down, but that's how much he knew the line from the mask, which is really yeah. amazing. They, they had, it was a, it did have a few funny moments that really kind of defined our culture. I think the funniest moment of Seinfeld ever was when somebody told uh, Costanza, to uh, if he took his shirt off when he went to the bathroom, you know, it was like freeing in some way. Right. And he was at a party, and so he tried it, and, but then he forgot when he walked out because it was such a, you know, a great, I guess, BM. When he walked out, he forgot to put his shirt back on. So he walks out into the party, and everybody's looking. <laughs> he goes in the bathroom. You don't remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he come out without the Because he was looking at the thing. Oh, so God. Dad and I, actually, Dad, you and I discovered Seinfeld <clears throat> early in his career because you and I used to watch Carson and yep. Letterman. And remember, we, we, I mean, he made a, the first – one of the first jokes I ever remember was the Bob Hughes joke. Bob Hughes was the fattest man 
in the Guinness Book of World Records. He weighed like fourteen hundred pounds, and he lost a hundred or something. He had lost. Yeah. So 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 Seinfeld's joke, which by the way, so much of Seinfeld's jokes now, you can't even do them anymore. Well, it'd be politically, yeah, because they're politically correct. So he yeah. said this. He said, you know, they're like, oh, Bob, you lost two hundred pounds. He said, man, so what are you now? 1200 pounds <laughs> he was like you know yeah. so he did this whole bit of it. he said hey here's an idea bob have a salad yeah. <laughs> you know and he goes through this whole bit about it. but you know now this in fact i read an article that seinfeld is one of the shows that these that now the millennial class is after because of you know stuff that they had in there the soup nazi and the the cigar store indian episode i mean all these you know culturally inappropriate you know, deals, but it's just, it's so sad because I'm not what, sure where this is going to end. I, you know me either. I mean, they just took gone with the wind off of the HBO streaming deals, which was ironic because the first African American Academy Award winner was the, was Mamie and gone with the wind, which was a great accomplishment for African American. And they said, Nope, got to pull it. Cause you, you just, you get to where you got it. You can't go back and erase everything. We've I've ever- just watched it. And, uh, you can learn a lot because <clears throat> they they send messages. They 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 have a message written on every place they go. They leave their message. They got guys with spray cans of paint, and they're putting their message up there. Uh, it's my studied conclusion that when the highlight of your graffiti is the word F U C K. Yep. When that is on all of your graffiti, I look at that and I say, I, I'm not with them. Your worldview is not very good, is it? When that, that's your that, view that of That word every- appeared. I just watched all the riots and all this, and yep. I, that word kept coming up. And I'm thinking to myself, if that's about as far up the graffiti line as you can go and you end with that. It's not a great message. Well, it's just because in our culture, that's like I would not the have, worst. I would not participate in that at that all. That shows that you're, you know, angry, and I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's just it's telling of, you they're telling you a story. Yeah. That's who they are. That's a good point. Sad. So, so let's take a break. So one of the things that uh, has kind of, I guess, expanded in this world of quarantine that we've been in for quite a while is uh, is people on their computers. Uh, his dad would call it out there in computer land on the internet. And of course, now social media is driven by that too. And so they're always looking to see what you're looking at to be able to sell you ads. So these they, these vultures come in, and so basically they start shadowing everything you're looking at. It's amazing. So I can look for something if I look for something like a product. Then all of a sudden, the next time I pull up like our page or some page, there are all these ads are everywhere. It was like maybe that's what Jesus meant when he said, "Where there's a carcass, the vultures will gather." <laughs> I like that. I verse. like that. That's yeah. a good verse for that. So we've got a, a company, Express VPN, uh, that's been sponsoring us for a while. That basically is a, an encryption code for your data uh, to protect you. It puts a hedge of protection around you. And trust me, even if you're not on it, they're they're searching and looking for what you've searched. So. These people, these companies out here are trying to get you. So ExpressVPN is available for all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. Uh, So we want you to protect your online activity. Uh, These guys are rated number one by Wired and CNET. So if you'll go to expressvpn.com slash fill, that's expressvpn.com slash fill, you get three months free on a one-year package just because you heard about it on Unashamed. So check it out and protect your uh, protect your data. 
So, Dad, I want you to tell about – so, Mom is in Austin, uh, which is where we were going with that, and we got we yeah. took a side trip to Seinfeld. So, tell, tell about well, the – co- she calls you. are still, I consider to be younger bucks. I wouldn't say young bucks anymore. <laughs> yeah, because not I'm young noticing the old, the old whiskers on y'all's faces are getting gray, too. <laughs> yeah. But always remember this. I'll alert you before it happens. Miss K calls me. If a woman ever calls you up and you say, yeah, and – you saw it was her number, yeah. And she says, uh, "Do you miss me yet?" She's down at visiting with my youngest son. She's been gone about three days. Three days, be gone. Well, she's on a trip. Your my wife. She said, "Do you yeah. still love me?" I said, "Yep." She said, <laughs> "She said, you know, First Corinthians 13, <laughs> I thought hmm, she's, she's quoting scripture. Says, "Love is patient. <laughs> love is kind. It does not envy." It does not boast. It's not proud. I thought, well, she's got a Bible lesson she's fixing to give to some women or something. And she's, she's running back. At that moment, I was, I'd be thinking she's done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I never, that never crossed my mind. Okay. But I'm listening to her, the text, and I'm thinking, well, she's getting ready. Love is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. And love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. It always trusts. Well, she's stressing always, those things. She's, she's laying it on me there. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great text. She said, here's what happened. Then, then yeah. I said, oh, then I oh, said okay, here comes she the story. She leads with the text. She said, I, I, she said, I don't know how it happened. I think it was from the shampoo that I'd used. And when I rinsed it off, it went down. And it was on my feet, and it was real slippery, the shampoo on my the bottom of my feet. And I'm like, what is she fixing to say? Yeah. She that, said, so when I stepped now. out of the shower, she ends up in a heap with the shower curtain wrapped around her. She fell. The, the hooks that came, yeah, she falls, just go, boom, falls. And she tears the... The, the hooks that hold this. Well, she probably grabbed the curtain. Grabbed she, the curtain. She, she probably grabbed them, and then somehow or another, when she fell, those hooks caught her on her ankle and gave her about 15 stitches worth. She's telling me this, and I'm thinking, Miss Kay, I've been saying you are a one-woman wrecking crew. And she said, remember now those verses I just read. <laughs> I said, well, I'll tell you right up front. I'm, I said, I'm not mad. I said, I'm just saying yeah, you have to learn to be careful. <laughs> Evidently, you yeah. just she's been bumping off. Well, the you need to put in your memory bank. If she caught, Next time she calls you and says, do you still love me? You just need to say right there what happened. What, yeah. that, I'm just, I would just <laughs> well, move, move on. The, so y'all, well, she's got, uh, I, I talked to her as well, Dad, so she, got, she bruised two ribs, which thankfully she didn't break them. They then, never told me. And then I know I guess she did figures why I called Jay's, but she called me last night. It's funny. So here's what she told me. She told well, me. Well, I mean, my wife's with her. You would assume. Well, right. That she might call, but she did call Willie. She told me. She said, but Willie didn't say anything negative to me. Well, what? What? Why was she panicking about somebody said? I mean, you found. Well, uh, I know. I her, the, figure the, the number well, one. She did the same look, to me. The number one ailment for people over seventy falls. You know, Missy's grandma, who's ninety-two, yep. she's she had fell two, like in a bank or something. Well, she's had two I'm major the, falls. I'm not to the falling stage yet, but, but Miss, trust Miss me, you, you're gonna get there. You'll be there, yeah, probably. Because I, so. I think you live your whole life 
being independent and right. doing things, and then all of a sudden you don't realize some point you know, I need a railing here, or you know I'm gonna hold on scale to. this bank like I yeah. used to. No, you're not, <laughs> <laughs> and you just fall over. That's right. You know. Well, so she said. Uh, <clears throat> she said, "Well, Jep came. I mean, Jep was trying to help me, but it was." She said, "You know, he was just he was like." Why did you do why you've got to be more careful? You know, he kind of was doing the old blame assessment. And so she was like, and I was, he was about to hurt my feelings. And finally I just said, yeah, so I she ended it. up in a hospital room they, and the doctor took care of her and then sewed her up. And, uh, so hopefully she'll, she'll stay on. Her well, feet. dad, dad was praying the other day. Jay, Jay told me this, <clears throat> they were praying for lunch and dad said, I guess mom was there and dad was praying. He said, father, I pray for miss K. And he said, he, Dad raised his hands and said, "And her various ailments." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like a broad because you know there's so much going on with mom. She just had like life saving surgery two yeah. weeks ago, so it yeah. is pretty amazing. So anyway, I keep, told her I'd stay with prayers. her. I'd stay with her. I said, "Look, you're getting older." I said, "If you go to bouncing around too much, I said, just remember, I'll be. I'm. I'm not leaving, and I'm not putting you in a home somewhere. You'll take care. I said, you'll stay here. <clears throat> You've mellowed a lot, Dad. No yeah, doubt about it. And you take good care of her. So just keep Miss K. In well, your she forgave me of a lot. The least I can do is take care of her in her older age. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I mentioned on the last podcast that uh, we now have uh, Jesus Politics, and so we're trying to get people to go and get your advanced copies. This is a positive <clears throat> look, Phil. This is cool like to see whoever did. Yeah, you got the American flag. I don't remember. You're looking pleasant here. I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> as, as, pleasant, <laughs> as pleasant as that could look. I don't remember one. when that was taken or, or when they were going <laughs> Probably to last year. I mean, I, I was kind know. of joking, but not really. This is pleasant, Phil, because I know you well. So. so basically, if you go to JesusPoliticsBook.com, uh, you can uh, get an early copy of your book. I haven't read I it. This. It's going to release in August. I, I wrote and you this. get a signed copy, first 2000. I wrote this book because I just noticed, and this holds true, where the Jesus rate is high, the sin rate is always low. Where the where the Jesus rate is low, the sin rate is high. Yeah, that's what, that's where it works. It's a constant. Yeah, you take Jesus out of the equation, right. and I mean, get ready because <clears throat> there's a there's a free for all coming. That's a good every point. time. Which of uh, a, a, a one that's of our basically what the <clears throat> one of our least listeners asked us about that because I think one podcast you said the crime rate, but I like the sin rate better because they were like, wait a minute, are you saying that there's no one spiritual in in areas of crime rate. Well, we're not saying that. We know there's Christians, unfortunately, that are trapped in some of these areas. But, but it, it's not about sinners. crime. And it's about and sin. And we're That's all right. sinners. <laughs> so, Nia, I hope that helps you with the question. Yeah, I, I read that too. But the they, sinful, they, they were being a little more like, how dare you, you know, say but, that. But I don't think they meant it, it that way. They were just like, they wanted clarification because, and again, it's because of everything that's been going on. I mean, it made it sound like it was just about crime. It's not just about crime, it's about sin is what dad's, it's what the whole book but is But what about. I'm saying is, it's also, he's not saying that the Christians have no sin. Right. You know, if you take Jesus out of the equation. I mean, we, we just have forgiven sin, and there's not as many. Because we're living for Because Christ. you're actually... <clears throat> Being led by the Spirit in your trial. and the point of the, and really the point of the book, Dad, is that as as kingdom livers, people that live for the kingdom of God, that's our mindset, and we're also U.S. citizens, but we're kingdom first. 
that puts you way upstream from politics. And so we're talking about heart change and life change yep. before you get down. And then there's the sort of the scrum that we're going through now, which oh, yeah. when you try to solve it with politics, that's what's going to happen. The point yeah. of the book is we're we're moving upstream for that. We're trying. Do to you change. have First Peter four one in there? I'm just wondering. Is, is that ever a reference in the book? Probably. I, I don't know, but it probably is. The lawbreakers are saying, "Well, it's the law enforcers. It, it's their problem." In other words, the lawbreakers are fallible, and law enforcement is fallible. Yeah. So you're not going right. to get perfect justice. <clears throat> no, that's a no, good point. That's a great point. Yeah, but everybody's and, uh, a sinner. So there are only one who is perfect. God is just. Now, he's your perfect model. But if you don't get your justice from here, understanding the lawbreakers and the law enforcers, to certain degrees, you say, they're all fallible. Mm -hmm. So we can't expect our fellow man to be infallible. Therefore, you better get ready for things like love them, forgive them 70 times 7, because... Once you go down the road, unless you treat me 100% flawlessly perfect, yeah. I'm going to rebel and burn the town down. Right. Well, you're going to have a lot of burned towns down because no one is perfect. So we rely on the text. God made him who had no sin. Here's, a, here's an infallible being to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. So we're viewed, Christian people, as being justified, which is justice being meted out. Right. But it came through Jesus, and without faith in him, you're just one more lawbreaker. We're all lawbreakers. Sure. But the forgiveness is there. Since he forgave us, we should forgive our neighbor. That's right. So it's a hard lesson for America to learn, for the world to learn. It's been going on ever since we've been here, Al. It has been. Let's take a break and then just read us that text you were talking about a minute ago. So we we talked a lot about uh, hair loss. You know, Willie just <laughs> Willie just you know it's funny. I, I had a I had a Fox News reporter contacted me trying to get a hold of Willie because they had heard he, he cut his hair and I thought, man, you is must that, be is that news. Well, I, I mean, that's what I was. I guess it is. They're trying to get a statement from him for cutting for cutting well, his he's hair. He's always been weird. He's had eight different hair colors, hundreds. Of I actually think lengths. I saw. I hadn't seen him live yet, but I, I thought it actually made him look a little younger when he cut his well, hair. I think that's the goal. So who yeah. knows? Anyway, so. Uh, so I don't know. Our family has not had too much trouble uh, losing their hair. We have, have had some. I'm losing a little bit myself. Yeah. Um, so we got a great company. I mean, I did get my head caught in a bar ticket the other day. When I was did you lose today. a little for that? I'm, I know I left. I mean, a D, I left a DNA trail. Yeah, there's an old rock and roll song, Crosby, Steel, Nash, singing. Is uh, I had to got my hair cut the other day. He said, I don't know why. <laughs> To him, it was a big deal. That's kind of like old Willie. I know? guess so. It's newsworthy. So if you want to hang on to your hair, uh, not the briar kind, but the kind that just is too much well, of it falling saying, out. And you, if you lose enough of it in a briar thicket? Well, anyway, if it doesn't does go it back. Work, does it work for a briar thicket? It may. We'll have to we'll have to check with our friends at Keeps. So Keeps uh, is the name of the company. They have uh, two FDA-approved hair loss products. You go online. You get a consultation because you got to make sure you can – Take uh, take the meds, and there'll be a doctor that evaluates it, and so it can work. Keeps 
dot com slash door. You get half off your first order, half off, which is pretty good because you heard about it here. So keeps dot com slash door and hang on to your hair. So we've got a um, so uh, I don't know. It's been a couple of podcasts ago. We were doing some questions and. We were, Dad was trying to get, he was worried about poor Carol. It's not getting to her question. So we're finally getting there, Dad. Uh, you were going to try to squeeze it in a minute, but this is a, this is a pretty big question for us to talk about. Um, basically, I'll, I'll read you the gist of what she says and then we'll talk about it. So she said, uh, I get that Jesus is Emmanuel, aka God with us. My confusion is in the Bible when it says that Jesus sits on the right hand of God. Or it says Jesus or God gave him all authority. So she's like she's trying to figure that out. How is he? How is he God with us? But at the same time, there seems to be another <clears throat> element at work here. He said, "And how does Jesus pray to God?" So did he? Is he the Son? Is he sitting next to himself? You know, what's the story? She said. Then she says, and she kind of steers toward it. Uh, is it like what I was thinking? Jesus is the very Word of God that was with God in the beginning. God sent that part of himself down here. I'm just not clear. Can you make it clear? So um, basically, <clears throat> how is God one, you know, and yet how is God three? You she's, know? she's asking. Uh, I would just simply tell her, what's her name? Carol. I said, Terrell, I Carol. 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 Carol, I, I would just say to you, girl, you're asking questions that as far as the – human mind is concerned, I would simply say the mystery of God, of godliness, is uh, is great. Right. I, I, I don't know exactly how God can be of three essences, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I just have the scriptures. And it is interesting, in the past, this is Hebrews 1, Carol, 1 through 3. God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. We'll read all about it. Jesus was not on the earth, but Jesus was there because the Apostle Paul said he was with the Israelites when they went across those deserts. He was a, the light that was above them, the cloud. But in these last days, ever since Jesus showed up in flesh, he's spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, this is the Father appointing Jesus with heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe, so Jesus was there in the beginning. The Son, here it is, Carol, is the radiance of God's glory, and he is the exact representation of his being. But when you see him, when they saw him, you could see the God of creation in a human body walking down a dusty road. Quite the, uh, quite the sight. That's right. Uh, well, but, and he sustains all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven, and uh, which made him much larger than the angels. But if you look at it, exact Jesus, exact representation of his being. He had to become human, Carol, because you can't kill God. He, he made the cosmos. He makes up the atomic structure of all things. Nor like, can he die. 
you can't die unless you become a human. That's yeah. why God became flesh, so they could get their hands on him, and he would be the ultimate sacrifice for the sins of the world, tempted like us in every way, yet was perfect. But he's in a human body. Yeah, that I think did- you're on to something there. Because look, God can't die, but he's also love. That's right. So if you combine those two qualities, and those things are unchanging. Right. You know, Hebrews 6 is his unchanging I, I, nature. I love that, that it's people, scholars read that, and they're like, because he, he names one that he can't lie. It's not that he won't lie. He can't. Right. That's right. Which is good. It's impossible for him to because lie. Because everything that we talked about before this, all this chaos, because we're all sinners and all, if you have a God or you lift up a man who's capable of sin, this is never going to end well. Plus, we wouldn't have believed it as quickly as we do unless God had become flesh and, in fact, become the model of perfection, which shows it can be done. So here's – he was tempted in every way. Well, it he was God, that. though, but he, so he couldn't, he couldn't well, sin. Well, he was tempted in every way. Well, let way, me ask you this, Phil, because I think he never that's, made a mistake. I, I thought about that uh, – when it says, uh, where did it say he emptied himself? Uh, where's it at, Al? He emptied himself. Philippians 2. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, oh, it's, I think it says, but made himself nothing. Yeah, but some versions say he emptied himself. And I remember, okay. It was so a he, big step down. Yeah, he. Well, he made himself I, less. You know, I've heard people he say, you try to use analogies. I mean, Carol's come up with a question. Y'all have heard people say, well, God's kind of like an egg. You know, you have the shell and the yolk and the white part. And it's one egg, you know. There's three parts. And then you read like First Thessalonians 5, since we're made in the image of God, it says, where is it, 23, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you have a body, soul, and spirit, although if you just look, it's just you. And But all that's working together. Right. If you see somebody have trouble in one of those aspects, the whole thing tends Carol, to break down. Carol, this may help you. Remember this. God is invisible. No one's ever seen him. The Holy Spirit, who is God, has never been seen. The Father and the Spirit, no one's ever seen them. However, you can see the results that they create via a human being. Your attitude should be the same. Carol, this is Philippians 2. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Yeah, that's the verse. Which, by the way, taking the very nature of a servant, and watch this, Carol, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he was much more because the rank and file had never pulled off what he pulled off and all the miracles. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Point being, he came, removed man's sins, and gave us immortality. 
Now, to know every little uh, wrinkle and how that was accomplished, only God knows that. So uh, let's take a quick break. So we talk a lot about uh, one of our favorite movies, Josie Wales, uh, on this podcast a lot. And, and Jace, a, a few podcasts ago, we, we you and I kind of recreated that scene where the they're about to, oh, Abe and Lige are about oh, to yeah. you know take Josie Wales in for some cash. But I thought it was interesting because the kid who's there, he, he basically turns the situation because he says one line. I got the gold right here. I got the gold right here, Paul. And what that gold, what gold are you talking about? There's yeah. no gold. He's crazy. Yeah. So we, we forgot about the outlaw Joseph Will. Now he's talking about, talking about gold. Because he was take a look under. They were looking blanket. at cash, but all of a sudden somebody brings up gold, and we just yeah. upped the ante. So I thought it was interesting. One of our he new said, Paul here's the gold. He said, "Yeah, my Paul, yeah. <laughs> shut up." So one of uh, one of our new sponsors, Nationwide Coin and Bullion, uh, basically are sellers of gold. Oh, and, really? and I think it's really interesting because when you kind of get in these crisis situations like we've been in, you know, gold prices just keep going up. It it always seems like it, any era, it goes back to that standard of who's got some gold, which I didn't realize this. Uh, these guys are predicting that gold will hit $2,000 an ounce by next year. I'll agree with that. You've entered my world. I'll agree with that. So it's amazing. So anyway, so you might say, why do I buy gold from these guys? They're a trusted source for precious metals. They got a 4.6 star rating. Uh, Nationwide provides excellent customer service, fast delivery. So here's what you can do if you want to buy you some gold from these guys. While supplies last, you get one ounce of $50 gold Eagle coin at cost for $1,700 which is now what it is announced. So oh, really? uh, you can do that right now. Weight and purity are backed by the U.S. government. So it's a good opportunity if you want to buy up some gold right now. So I'm trying just to find one. But, you know, <laughs> if I can't find one, guess what? Guess I'm going to buy You're one. You're going to go to Nationwide. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, call these guys up, 800-705-7272. That's 800-705-7272. Tell them you heard about it on Unashamed. So I, I want to make a, a point out of that. So that word grasp, the, the Greek word for that means held on to. So it says he did not consider equality with God something to be held on to. That's correct. And he became a person. So you think about it, just that act alone. Well, it became was, a human. He was a person. A, a human, that's yeah. right. Was a lessening of himself as God because he's limiting Look, he was everywhere. It was a big step down. He was everywhere at the same time. And now he's limiting himself to proximity of a human body. I mean, for God to do that is is quite incredible. But also, if you think about how God worked this, if you have a chasm in between humans and God, well, how are you going to get back together? Yeah, how are you going to make you it know, work? The, word, the biblical sin. word is reconciliation, which a lot of people say, do what? But, you know, getting getting them back together to reconcile. So Jesus, if he represents God and man, well, now you see right. which like is, which, a bridge. He, he's a, which, he's by a the way, God. in all, all the Gospels, he referred to himself sometimes as the Son of God and sometimes, and sometimes as, as, the, as the, son the Son of Man. Of man. Because he was both. I remember a guy asked me, he said, so a lot of people, do you believe Jesus is God or man? And I went, yeah. yeah. And he was like, no, I mean – is he is he God or is he man? I went, yeah, because I was thinking, you're, whatever side you're on is the wrong one. It's both. 
So, right. Carol, here's the deal. Uh, my view of when we get into the questions about what you've asked about, and they're great questions. Great questions. And, uh, because it, you're, you're dealing with some serious going on here. My view of it is how in the world could mankind dreamed up a Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just think about dream this up. So John the Apostle, here's the way he thought about Jesus. <laughs> I think this is your favorite passage. Yeah. That, Look, before you read that, can I read John one eighteen? Because I think it is a good Same writer. Setup. Go for it, Jay. Go for it. it he said, because this was in response to what you said earlier, John one eighteen. no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, which was her question, has made him known. All right, and then you can read that, and I think it makes so sense. So here's how shocking, after all the smoke cleared, Jesus came, picked these apostles. John was one of them, stayed on the earth roughly 33 years, and adios, he's back into heaven where he came from. After he cleansed the world of their sin, if they would believe in him, and after he was raised from the dead, gives them immortality. Here's the way John looked at it, which is interesting. That... In other words, he didn't say he who was from. He said that which was from the beginning. He's trying to come up with a word to describe the person he had just got through running with for about 15 years, 10 years. You know, they weren't there long. Jesus didn't stay long. 33, that's pretty young, gone. Well, John ran with him. And listen to what he had to say. Watched him die on a cross and the resurrection. So John's take on Jesus, Carol, was this. That which was from the beginning. He's saying whatever that was, wow, which we've heard. They listened to him carefully, which we've seen with our eyes. He's, he's visible. God had never been visible. Till Jesus showed up, which we've looked at, our hands have touched. He's going through all the ways we have smell, touch, taste. I, he's going through the whole list because he didn't want you to miss the fact he was here. Uh, this we proclaim concerning the word of life, which is what this is about. He came to destroy death. By his death, his resurrection destroys death for the human race, and that's our greatest fear, death, Carol. Well, you don't have to fear it anymore, girl. We have seen and testified to it. We proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. And, Carol, your calendar documents his appearing. 2,020 years ago is when he appeared. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to you to make your joy complete. And it goes on about the mediating work of Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. I which, think an interesting passage is uh, Colossians 2.9 that says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives 
in bodily form. Excellent text, Ace. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority, which Phil just made that reference because he raised from the dead. You think, how do you become the big boss? How do you become the ultimate authority? Well, if they can't capture you and they can't kill you, yeah. <laughs> you're you're pretty much you're, you're pretty much the boss. <laughs> so the so the practical way I've always explained it to people from my perspective is that we human beings, to your point earlier, Dad, about how could we dream this up? We are the ultimate illustration of what God is because we are made in His image, and guess what? We're made up of three parts. Yeah, we're that's why up, I read that first. Yeah, that's we're made up of our bodies, our physical bodies. We're made up of our spirit which we all have a spirit, and it's all different. Some people are high-spirited, low-spirited. I mean, you see people's spirits, they're different. Even animals have spirits as well. But animals have don't have one thing we have. That's that third component, and that's our soul. The spiritual indwelling of who we are that we seek some. What, you know, if Bobo, so, Bobo goes to the end of the road and visits the harem up there of dogs in heat, he doesn't come back and feel bad about it. No. He's not repenting. He's not sitting on your couch saying. He feels Phil. bad because they chew him up so much. Because <laughs> he gets beat by the other guy. He repeatedly whipped his tail. And, and, and he's he tired. tired. That's right. But the difference in Bobo and us is he doesn't have a soul. And so that's that third component of human beings. So so what? how would you relate that? Do you say, okay, you say Jesus is the body. Do you say the spirit's the spirit? Yeah, and the father is the soul. Well, it could be. I mean, I've never like attached it to him, but but well, that, that's a pretty good idea. But <laughs> the point of the point of three and one is that we can't function without all three. It makes us who we are. When you see people that shut down their soulish nature and have nothing spiritual, they're sociopaths or psychopaths. I yeah. mean, look, well, look, look at the results that you see. I mean, most people feel bad about it because we realize that we're made. Well, in the there's image references of God. in the Bible like. They've had their consciences seared as with a hot iron right. or, you know, you just, you lose sensitivity, I think, Ephesians 4. So that's why when all three of those are in tune with God, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, man, you can, you can pull off some pretty amazing things. Let's take, a, let's take one last break. Think about everything in John we've read. Jesus kept asking basically a couple questions. I mean, who do you say I am? Just in these confrontations that he's had, he's having. And then he kept representing his father. He's like, I'm, I and the father are one. That's where I came from. Right. Of course, everybody's like, well, who, who, I know your father. <laughs> he's down there. Yeah, he, he wasn't he the carpenter Galilee. from Nazareth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? But you know, and that's Can why. Can you imagine his own flesh and blood? And they said, "No, what? what, what? Oh, I mean, Phil, this, well, we talked he's about comparing that. himself to God. Whoa, whoa, because they were like, hey, well, if you want to be a public figure, yeah. you know, they were giving him a little PR. It advice. is interesting <laughs> in <laughs> the uh, PR advice to the Son of God. It, it yeah. is interesting when you look at the spiritual pecking order. Is what Carol's asking when Jesus returns? Uh, I'm in First Corinthians fifteen twenty four. The end will come when he hands over the kingdom, that's us, Carol, to God the Father. After he's destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, he must reign until he's put all enemies under his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. So here comes all, here comes Jesus, 
and bringing the souls and the spirits of the ones who have fallen asleep in him, heading for the cemeteries. And look, the cemeteries begin to give up. The bodies begin to come out of the cemetery, Carol. Jesus is doing this. Now, for he has put everything under his feet. When it says that everything has been put under him, it's clear that this does not include God himself, the Father, Mm. who put everything under Christ. When he, Jesus, has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be in all, be all and in all. There's something about that pecking order, Al, mm-hmm. that when, 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 when Jesus took on flesh, uh, I remember Smith taught us, and uh, it's an interesting point, that, that when he goes back, when he went back into heaven, he went back into heaven as a glorified human being. Right. He, he became flesh. That wasn't taken away when he went back. He's there. And that put him somewhat under the Father, although he is God, the Son, the, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Spirit. Uh, that, 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 that stepping down, was a he paid a, a big price. Well, he did, and I think it shows you his – here's humility, which makes us oh. relate to him all the more. I mean, you're right. Not only is he one of us, but he's one of us who gave up a lot to become one of us. And that the nature of the Godhead would change for all eternity, you know, cause I mean, he left here how bodily. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he didn't strip it off in outer space and no. go back to being everywhere at the same time. And that's without that's without the uh, the booster like they left here the other day. <laughs> that's right. he, you know, he 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 did it without the booster tied to it. He did it. He was Superman. <laughs> well, the next place we're going in John seven, you know, Jesus said, "I am," you know, you know where I'm from, which they really didn't. I mean, he was being coy because yeah. he says. I'm not here on my own, but he who sent me is true. You don't know me, but I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. I mean, he was talking about coming from the Father. But then later on, like in John 14, he makes statement like like this, and I believe this is why Carol's having a hard time wrapping her head around this. Cause, and we all do, by the way. It's not just, yeah, this, is it, a, this is a weighty, heavy we're, Hey, he's not from around here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's another realm. Well, right. You know? But he said, you know, anyone who has seen me, this is John 14 and verse 9, has seen the Father. Well, just... Now we know we know this, so that doesn't mean a whole lot. But if you just think, if you'd never been affiliated with Jesus or God or the Bible. And here's a guy say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You're like, what? What does that mean? You would have to. That would be like me saying, if you've seen me, then you've seen my dad. And they're like, what? Do you look like him? But and that's kind of the concept. Mm, I, yeah, I look like him from a spiritual way. But then he goes on to say, well, then it becomes disturbing because he says, well, don't you believe that I? I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. So now he's saying they're the same. I don't know if I believe that or not. (laughs) If somebody said that to me, a human, the words I say to you are not just my own. It is the Father living in me who's doing his work. You're like, now you're eye rolling. Oh, you have some, you're possessed by your Father. 
Right this way, sir. Well, because you're immediately thinking this guy's got sight. This is John 14 and verse 2. Because we're going to hit that in John 7. They say he was demon-possessed when he started. Well, these are verses that you don't hear much because they're they're scary. You're like, what is he talking about? This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. But then he says, believe me, when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. I mean, it's just... I'm just getting the point to where I, I see why people ask these questions because they start reading stuff like that and they're like, well, "Wait a minute here." Yeah, how's this? I, how do we I thought they were one. Yeah, and then one of them came down, and now he wasn't a human. I thought they were eternal. Well, yeah, you know, he was the Word. Then John one fourteen says the Word became flesh. Well, I know when that happened, but he was always here. Yeah, because he said before Abraham was, I am. So he did become the flesh. You refer you refer to the date throughout the Old yeah. Testament. He hadn't become flesh, but he was there. But he gets an imperishable body. Now here, you want to get into the deep stuff. You got thirty he, seconds. To he get gets the deep stuff. he gets an imperishable body, and then the angels after he left on the without the rocket ship, they said this same Jesus. So he still has that body. Right. This same Jesus will come back. And so now he's forever a bridge to both sides, but he's still God, even though he has an imperishable human body. Think about a person who created the heavens, it's big, and the earth, and he comes down and comes out of a human being with no sex involved, and he's walking around on a planet, one of many, I might add. He's walking around on it. Yeah. He's looking down at the dirt he made, looking at a tree he made. You know, he always alluded to to the to the the trees and then the water. Because he knew him. So well. He he walked on land and he, and he walks out there on a lake, and he just walks on I mean, top Phil, of that. He thing. invented the phrase. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I've never read anything like I've never read about anyone no. ever on any book that even comes close to Jesus Christ. No. I just haven't. It's not close. It's a good way to end the podcast. Thanks, Carol. Great question. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast.